everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fortnite Story. I'm joined alongside a professional Fortnite player, Vortexia. He's here to tell us his thoughts on this new season, the Divisional Cups, the Invitational coming up. And uh, we got some good conversations to learn about himself as a person and a player. How's it going, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm thankful to be on the show. I'm Vortexia. My real name is Yusuf, and I'm living in London. Nice, nice. All right. So how did you first get started playing Fortnite? I've heard a lot of stories. You're a controller player. I would assume you started on console. Is that correct? Yeah, I started on console way back in 2017. I think it was around November times. Uh, my cousin introduced me to the game, actually, yeah. Okay. Did you? Were you any good when you first started um, playing the game? Well, he had the up hand on me because he, um, he started playing a little bit before me, but... Um, Soon I was like the best out of anyone I knew in real life. And then I started taking it more competitively as time went further. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's been a number of people that kind of have that one moment or they've just been playing the game for a while and someone tells them like, yo, you're, you're actually really good at this game, bro. Was there that person that kind of pushed you to take this a little more seriously? Or was there a point where you finally said, all right, I'm actually really good at this game. I should probably put in a little more effort. I used to play the pop-up cups for fun and like the original comp days, uh, like the first ever Winter Royale. And okay. um, obviously the age for that, you still had to be 16 plus. It wasn't loaded 13 plus yet because that was that World Cup. And at that time I wasn't 16. So I wasn't able to properly compete. I was just doing it for fun at that point. Um, and I got relatively close on console. So when World Cup came around, that's when I bought a PC and just tried to take it to the next level. Okay. How long... So you started playing on console. Did you compete on console in any tournaments or was most of your career playing on a controller on PC? Um, the the first prize tournaments I had started playing um, uh, on PC was about at World Cup because okay. before that, the, I couldn't play due to the age and stuff. But um, there were two FNCSs that I went back to console for, which was um, the first ever duo FNCS and then also for Stark Season Trios. But the rest of the FNCSs I've always played on PC. Okay. Which do you prefer from someone that's gone back and played? Like, why did you go back and play? Was it simply because you knew that you could grab the bag? I know there's been a lot of players. Um, duos, it was unfortunate because a few it might have even been days before the event um my teammate who i had been playing with for a long time my duo uh he ended up having to forcefully quit due to hand injuries so i was in a panic with a few days left to try to find a duo and one of the best options i could find was console so for that reason i went uh onto console for duos and then for trios i got dropped on the day of fncs so that was not much you don't have a lot of luck playing uh no, tournaments do you did has that continued to happen or has it been mm. a little bit better since then it still has been extremely bad to be honest but not to the extent of on the day of fncs as i know okay but days leading up to it though yeah still. <laughs> yeah that that's not a fun way to find out you're not playing with someone it's the day before um yeah it's a wild thing that happens within fortnite i feel like no other game has these day of tournament okay i'm playing with somebody else no i know we practice for like two months but 
nah, I'm just going to yeah. go play with this uh, friend of mine because I don't really have a good reason. The vibes weren't good, right? You know, you get an answer yeah. like that. And then um, they're just left in the slumps, yeah. <laughs> why do you think that is? Like, why do you think within Fortnite there's so many last-minute changes? Because we see it every single season. The week before is just a wild switch-up before a major tournament. Uh, I think it's just... I think some people do have guilt for it, so they just leave it till the last second and then then they just go for it. But um Karma will probably catch up to them though. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, so what do you mean by that guilt? Like they can't get uh, it, themselves. Right, for me personally, I've done okay, to be honest, I have there's one time that I've pulled off quite a dirty snake, which was like two or three days before, just because there was after all the times I've been snaked, I just wanted to focus on myself and my best um like wanted to, to be the best for myself you know so um i felt guilty so i'm just going off of my own experience i assume that a lot of other people feel guilty as well so yeah because it's, it's it is it is a game but it's not just a game like you know people have been preparing for it and there's a lot of money online stuff like that yeah i think once you get to the highest level and start earning money it's it's a game that you're playing, but at the same time, it's a career for a lot of these people who started playing as kids and then now are young men like yourself that have started to realize more of what goes on. And it's not, yeah, it's not just playing a game anymore. It's not just playing for fun because all these top players have put in endless amounts of effort, whether it be in game or out to try and get better and better and, where do you think the game is going over the next few years? Like we've seen such a big evolution. If we just look at world cup to now, I mean, yeah. what people were doing during world cup, like that's a bot level play now. Yeah. And then where do, do you see the evolution of the game continuing on? Well, the way that they're going this year, it was going kind of hard to increase the skill gap. But um, the way that they're doing it, to be honest, I will say that it's quite good because they've introduced stuff like mantling, sliding, and all of these different new mechanics. It's making it harder because there are places last year, like maybe six months straight, where we were just in the same pump now with not too much being introduced and the skill level was kind of just staying at the same pace. But now, if when they're adding these new things, I think it gives a lot of leeway into players being able to come better and be better than everyone else around them as long as they put in the ground. Okay. And for you, where do you stand? Like, are you someone that plays a ton and prefer all these new things? Or would you like that kind of stagnated level of play where you know you can stay at a, a reasonable level if you just continue doing what you're doing? Um, I I play quite quite a lot, but I don't... Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that my grinding is efficient because I've not got a set teammate most of the time. So then there's no one to constantly play scrims with, to be honest. So I'm just doing stuff that's not going to be very good for me, like creative or something like that. But when I do have a teammate that's going to push me to my fullest, then yeah, hundred percent. I think I'm grinding as much as like a lot of tier ones and stuff like that. Okay. Where do you see yourself then? Um, What on a scale of how good I am? Yeah. Like, tier one i don't know how you want to i don't know yourself. how the tiers really work like one out of corner. ten right we'll, we'll go like tason's a 10 and i am a, a three i i've never made money i'm decent and then there's all that in between where do you see yourself 
if he's a 10 and there's 10 tiers, I'd probably say 7, maybe. Yeah. Okay. It's not bad. I'd take yeah, a 7. Yeah, but I think I have the potential to push push all the way just with due time, to be honest. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you plan to continue to play the game and put in that effort to try and get there? Because right now, well, one, do you have a teammate? We got a placement cup no. coming up. Um, for the placement cup, I, I literally... I was supposed to have a teammate, and he was going to tell me tonight if we were playing. And he's already told me that that um, apparently he's going to quit now. So Uh-oh. my luck's just getting ten times better. So yeah, <laughs> don't know. I don't know who my teammate's going to be. Oh, I don't know. Uh, this might go out tomorrow. So yeah, if you're watching this and you're at a seven level, hit up Vortexia. Yeah. He needs a teammate. Um. Okay, and. What do you even do? Like, I have no idea how to try and find a teammate if I was good at the game. Like, right now, I just play with my my friends that are also old and play the video game, and we just have fun. But for you, like, what makes a good teammate, and, like, what are you trying to find? For the most part, you just tweet out, like, your role. For me, I don't mind playing any role, so I'd say Fraggle, IGL, and then people start DMing you. And then if you're a lower tier player trying to get up top, then it's probably not best to tweet because obviously you don't have as much reach. So you can go into discords and look that way. Most of the people in those obviously won't be of your level, but you're not going to find higher because you're not up there yet anyways. So you need to just find someone that's at a low level like you, and then you need to grind your way up together. Okay. Now specifically for you, like what, so you could build the perfect teammate. Let's, let's try and like craft the, the yeah. guy that you would like to play with and we're trying to make the perfect duo for this season where do you see your strengths fit and where do you think someone else could come in to help complement how you play um i would say i prefer playing to igl which is a bit out of the ordinary most people would say because i'm controller so they would sit me expect me to sit back top just fragging with my aim but um up for IGLing, so I would want a fragger by my side, preferably KBM, especially in this meta. Without any scoped guns being in the game, control is a bit harder to get surged. That's only hammer, so um, having a KBM player is a lot, lot better than having controller at the moment. Um, someone that can listen to me, and then my number one most valuable thing is probably someone that can just not argue when mistakes are made. I'm I normally don't make big mistakes, but for the odd time that I might make one, then my mental, it needs to be good for me to play good. So if people are screaming at me, then it's just it's just the worst thing. And if I get milked, then I don't scream at anyone either. I just go next. Like, there's no need to complain about it. Especially during the tournament, that's the worst thing. We can talk about it after, but during it, it's just a no-no. Yeah, that's an important point. And I think a lot of people fail to realize that is they're destroying their own tournament by lingering on what just happened. You know, sometimes yeah. it's important to mention all right well i did this or you did that let's not do that next game here's why quickly talking about it but i've seen so many people especially in solos where they have one thing that goes wrong in the previous game and then it it just ruins an entire tournament an entire game um which is wild and i i think the mental aspect of playing fortnite is one that is overlooked a lot of times because we see all these crazy mechanical players, but even just being able to keep a calm level head 
is super important. So it's interesting that you mentioned that um, as something you're looking for. I'm always wondering what players want. You know, I've had some players that are super emotional and bring that into the game. When things go well, it goes well. When things don't go well, obviously it's like, you know, you're yelling at one another and yeah. you're, you're leaving a discord called mid tournament, but I'm all for yelling when it's in the right way. When it's in end game and you've got all these bullets in your ear, it's super, super loud. So then we need to shout to hear each other. And that's fine. When you're shouting at the person, you, you can tell the difference between the two, the aggressive ones and then the ones that are doing it to hear you, you know? Yeah. You well, and, and there's like a yelling to be angry and there's a yelling to give information. Yeah, to be loud, yeah. Yeah, and I have also, like, one thing I've thought about is, like, different levels of communication. I don't know that anyone's really put in the time to talk about, like, Fortnite comms because there's so much yeah. that goes on. But there's definitely levels where, you sure. know, you need help, yeah. you need it now, and th there's an inflection in your voice that should demand that kind of help, like you just said. Yeah, definitely. All right, um... Let's dive into the new season a little bit. So that's that was a little bit about you and kind of yourself as a player. But what are your thoughts on the new season? We've seen a few changes in POIs, a pretty big change in the AR and shotgun meta, as well as the addition of snipers. Um, give me your like first thoughts now that we're a couple days into the season. So obviously straight off the bat, the first two things in a competitive player's eyes, whether you're top player or not it's going to be boogie bombs and snipers they're like probably two of the most unrewarding things that we could have in any meta luckily the boogie bombs are leaving in the next update uh that fortnite have tweeted and then the snipers as far as i know they're still in and they're more op than ever because they've got three in the mag and they can still one shot headshot which is three times more than before um if those two things get removed then i'd say them the season would be decent uh but with them in the game, it's just it's not something that I can get my head around, to be honest. But so it, it's good without that, though. What would you say, say to people? I understand the boogie bombs, but as far as the snipers go, what would you yeah. say to the people that are like, we've been playing the same thing every single season for the past however many seasons now if we remove snipers? Because it's going to be AR, shotgun, SMG. Yeah. I would say if you looked at the rest of the loop, well, then you'd understand why this season's a lot worse than the others. With for example, what I mean by that is, um, so right now, for example, we've got the Hammer AR and then we've got the new Evo Crim one and we've got the AK. So those three, none of them are like scoped weapons, right? You can't really move around while shooting. You need to be getting that first shot accuracy far range. So you're, you're going to need to be standing still a lot. The amount of headshot snipes I've been seeing yesterday when I was playing Nova X, which is like the top customs in EU, we're, we're surrounded by the best players in Europe and they're still getting headshot snipes like nothing because... You can't be moving around with the hammer when you're going for surge tags. When it's over like 200 meters, it's almost impossible. But before, when they had just the normal bolt action snipers like Cheers and last year, you could move around with the um, with the AR or with the SCAR and you could get surge pretty easily still. Yeah, that's a good point. And especially with three in the mag, normally you could bait that shot and then you have some time to sure, where yeah. it's like, okay, I can shoot back at this person until they reload their sniper. But now mm. it's... I can There's fire no three time. shots and yeah, yeah, you got no hope. Um, I'm quite happy that we've gotten the red dot site weapons out. 
I think that blue. I'm has... not. No. Oh, I guess you're a controller player. I'm controller. So for surge, that was really good for surge compared to any other guns. But now it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be very hard. But to be honest, before if they like right now, you know about the aim assist bugs, right? So if you go on, do you know about it? Which which one? There's a lot. Yeah. Okay. But they fixed some of them last season, but there's still one, like, before you could tab out, you could do whatever you want on your PC, and you would lose aim assist for only, like, 10 seconds. You can just wait, and then you have it back right away, so that's fine. But um, now, if you go on your keyboard, and then you go back to your controller, you can sometimes actually not have aim assist for the whole game, so it's not worth the risk switching to keyboard for Surge. Because last year, during trios, if I was in a stacked lobby, uh, I would 100% just go on... KBM and then go for surge on KBM and then switch back to controller for when I need to fight, which is totally worth it because at far range, I've got way more control on my keyboard. I literally aim train on keyboard sometimes in my spare time back in those times, not anymore because I can't go on keyboard for surge. But if they brought that feature back, then 100% it makes stuff a lot easier. Yeah, I remember that. There was a lot of big controller players that would figure out, oh, okay, during this mid game phase, put my controller yeah. down, hop on keyboard, mouse. Get some surge tags and yeah, then, buy end game. Back yeah. On it. yeah, it was interesting because I don't know that we've ever seen anything like that. But surge continues to be a massive piece of the game, so I understand from that perspective. Like, obviously, it's not good for you as a, a controller player for that mid-game phase. But I don't know that, in my opinion, red dot weapons ever fit the game. Uh, it always seems whenever they were in the game, it was the most powerful AR, and then everything else was just there to be there. Um, you, you think about the AUG, why would anyone really pick up anything besides that? When we had the MK, it was by far the like best weapon in the yeah. game. Uh, I guess it was a standard of level in the lobby, because to be honest, if I was in solo cash cup last season, uh, even if it was finals, because Surge is quite easy in solos, then you can just take... I would personally take hammer, but then if you were in duos or trios and you needed surge, then yeah, org is definitely the pick all the time. And then for the season four, MK, just yeah, I get what you mean with the scope there. Yeah. yeah, well, and the hammer started to be more relevant as people realized the damage output it could get at like a yeah. a medium and then as a swap weapon to your shotgun as opposed to holding yeah. an SMG. So it it did have its use, but I always felt like the use wasn't as good as what we saw most of the time from the red dot well weapons yeah um that's just my opinion though so no i i agree with you and if i wasn't if i wasn't um controlled i'd probably agree with the change as well but you know yeah yeah i'm a controller <laughs> i'm a controller player too but i watch i play the game yeah. for fun but my my role so you know how hard it is far range to like would get surge with the hammer and stuff it's bro i'm awful. not good at mid-range so like let's not yeah. even talk about going too far um yeah no i do understand that um then as far as like the chrome because that's a massive addition to the game and mm -hmm. it's kind of like the sand balls we saw what was that probably about a year ago except yeah. more advanced have you played yeah. around with the chrome what are your initial thoughts on it um, I mean, I played like pro customs the first time yesterday in NovoX, um, with one of my friends, uh, and he had been playing a bit more customs than me this season. So, and he's an IGL, so he knew how to use them and all of that. And he showed me this trick where if you throw it at something, uh, I think it needs to be, 
it's some specific structures and then you start shooting it then you can farm it for crim and you can get the max stack size of eight and then you're set for the rest of the game i think that's a good feature because it eliminates a lot of the rng that you need to oh like we're going to find a lot in chests whereas all you need to do is find one and the rest will just come to you so i think that i think it's a good feature but um in laggy lobbies it needs sorting though because people are fully lagging about so what about using it for rotates using it to make plays in box fights um yeah I, played it, there's a lot of good ways to use it yeah there, I, I i've played enough and i've also seen camion say they utilize it very well i saw one of them got get knocked in moving zone yesterday in the pro customs and he just chucked it on himself to res the other person because if anyone tries to jump in then they've got that cooldown time where they'll get the first shot off you know when they have to face through the wall and they can't shoot for about one and a half seconds there's a lot of good ways to use it and another way that i saw uh there's that na coach zykoma if you know him yep i saw him he made a video on um uh, i saw my tiktok page uh <laughs> i never thought i'd learn anything like that off tiktok and actually put it into my gameplay but if people are server focusing you from straight ahead then you can throw a chrome on them and then all their builds are chromed and they can't edit it and you just got a free rotate straight ahead interesting okay yeah, so Kuma is very smart. He's been pumping out content yeah, now. That was that was good. Uh, that's actually the first thing I've learned from TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So definitely uses of it. Seems like we may or may not continue to see it, de depending on yeah. server performance. Um, mm -hmm. I would like to see something like that because it, no it movement would... matters. Fun. So I wouldn't mind if they removed it. It's pretty fun. It's grief. Because there's, if you get a far zone and there's always there's some scuffed kid on the edge just shooting you, but it's still fun. So you wouldn't mind fully removing it and then like zero movement? Wouldn't mind. Back to the squads days. Wow. I mean, in squads, I suppose that it was easier because you had the materials of four people. So it was a more fitting meta in squads. But um, now it'd be a lot harder. It would show who's really smartest. Yeah, you're one of the few people I've talked to. I I'm a big fan of the no-movement meta as well. So you're yeah. one of the few I've talked to that actually enjoys playing a game without movement. And I think... Oh, my dog's going crazy. Um, that enjoys playing the game without any movement in it, whether it be vehicles or now we have the Chrome, which even has so many more uses than simply movement. But yeah. I would like to see it in the game um, mm -hmm. if it works and... The game works with it in it. Obviously, yeah. it's going to be in for the placement cup unless we get something wild. So yeah, everyone needs to be practicing with it and figuring sure, out yeah. how to use it. Just like you mentioned those few uses, I'm sure there's a ton more that people yeah. are figuring Undiscovered out. Undiscovered right now, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Now, talking about the, the placement cup, what are your thoughts on the whole divisional system because this is the first time we're seeing any sort of system like this um i think the system is good but i think it's i think it might be a tad too reliant on the first week because if you don't get the top 200 first week obviously you still have more chances within your season to get top 30 but for eu especially that threshold is even after the top 200 uh teams have gone that's still not an easy threshold to go and get you know so if the first week is the most important. I think that they should probably, they should increase it to top 50 on the other weeks for EU at least, I think. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. And especially with the massive heavy placement that 
the structure has. I think it's like 65 points for a yeah, win. Yeah, 65, yeah. And one point per elimination. So it's almost useless to get elims yeah. if you're trying to... I'm just going to go crazy in that. Yeah. Really crazy. So my fear was that, you know, even at the lower levels, we weren't going to see stacked games because everyone's just going to key and that's typically how cash cups were played right you fall behind the game then everyone's just trying to key through the next game to get up back in that high elo and then you get to play stacked games again i'll be interested to see if this placement heavy structure fixes that at the lower levels because like you said it's going to be hard to get out of yeah. that mess um when you can't have you ever played an, an fncs or anything like that yeah i've i played the last one and others yeah because um well, what I was saying was like, uh, this doesn't apply for cash cards, but FNCS specifically, the low level lobbies, even the first lobby is stacked if you don't have any pros in it. Because um, I've seen it like from my friend's gameplay who want as good, like if they'll still get very high moving zones, like 40 movings, as long as um, as long as there's no pros in lobbies, otherwise they wipe it and then it's just like a 10 moving, you know? Yeah, as long as you guys aren't ruining one of those games and yeah. you get to enjoy it. Um... Yeah. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, it'll it'll be interesting though because there's a massive risk now to W keying in those games, and I'm sure people will do it. I mean, you're not going to be able to play every. It will game. because it's top fourteen hundred at first, and then into the two hundred, right? I think if it was straight into the two hundred, then the first round would be taken a lot more seriously. But everyone knows that top like one thousand four hundred is very doable. You know, you can be probably like five thousandth, and you drop like a twenty bomb. And you're, you're in. Now, what do you think about this first week is, is stacked with tournaments? I don't know if you played the Cypher PK yeah. Cup that just happened mm -hmm. or um, we have the PlayStation Cup, which you mentioned you're playing. Yeah, and we have it. the Placement Cup as well as the Queasy Cup. Normally, we have a two-week preseason where it's just like chilling for the first two yeah. weeks. Now, we're diving straight in. The season started like three days ago and we already have five tournaments this week do you prefer that or do you think it's too um, soon what are you thinking normally i would prefer that but obviously going to Fortnite's schedule this has never happened you know every single time we're getting some sort of preseason, or at least waiting for events you know so but in this particular time i don't like it because this was when i told my mom that i'd have time to like move house because oh. in the moment that we're we're trying to move and that's why i got loads of boxes in the hallway and then um we're supposed to be moving like it was supposed to be tomorrow that we were going to move but um we're going to stay here a few more days and then it should be next week sometime hopefully that i don't miss the divisional cup on wednesday it should be fine there because my mom's nice she she prioritizes me and my gaming so i should be able to that's awesome that's great you have some support from uh your mom to help you out yeah um talk to me about how difficult that is because we've never gotten any kind of schedule where we actually know what is going on and it seems like every season there's at least someone tweeting out like i planned a vacation i planned this yeah. and then all of a sudden boom two days from now biggest tournament of the season um it's been slightly better right the past couple of fncs's you've had some time but i think one thing that bothers me the most is there's no communication to when there's free time and I think that is also important, especially when a lot of pro players, people that play this game for a career, um, are young people. And I think they need to take breaks. Um, 
but like what's it like for you not necessarily knowing when the next tournament is that you're going to play until a week before um a roadmap of what is going to happen it it means a lot if if that could happen because um obviously we want to plan ahead maybe the occasional holiday or just break from the game or maybe we've got like exams or during that time because we've got a lot of stuff to do outside of Fortnite, you know so having this this time especially just a week before announced bam 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 queasy cup ps cup divisional cup all of this stuff um it's a bit out of nowhere and i think a lot of the community would appreciate if it was just just announced ahead of time you know yeah i definitely think so and it would be helpful to help people build a schedule plan around it um especially when we have like orgs and coaches now it's not even simply just players trying to get involved in the game there's a lot of money being invested into this uh so maybe in the future i i don't know that it'll ever happen considering we may know for fncs and major tournaments but it seems fortnite is putting on a tournament almost every single day for the past six months or so and we get to know about a week or so in advance. So we'll see. I'm optimistic next year will look a little different as far as Fortnite goes for the competitive schedule. Yeah. PS cups tend to overlap things like this week. Uh, PS cups going to be overlapping queasy cup. So if I manage to hit the call on PS cup, then I'm not going to be able to play queasy cup. But yeah, it's what it is. how are you feeling about the, the PlayStation cup? Um, I, well, normally I play on the Astro C40, right? This controller here. But okay. um, for the PlayStation Cups, I have to play on this controller because the Astro C40 doesn't uh, connect. But it's not a standard controller, though. I bought it uh, like two PS Cups ago. And um, so now I can take PS Cups seriously because before I just used to play them on KBM. But, but So this one's got paddles as well. So oh, nice. I should be able to play it's decent because it's different from my Astro C40, but at least it's got paddles. So... All my binds and stuff is the same. The only difference is uh, my thumbstick placement. It's literally it. It's just a little different size in your hands and stuff. Is the Astro C40 like the golden standard for you? I've been trying to find a controller because I just got the Power A like probably about a year ago and it's already broken on me. I've got like one fully working paddle out of the four and I've been trying to find something. I just bought the Turtle Beach ones to try them out, but they're cheap and I'm expecting them to break, so... Mm-hmm. The Astro is expensive, but um, in terms of performance and everything like that, it's it's pretty good in terms of how good it is like that. But um, in terms of the durability, it's just like all these other expensive controllers. They all just break down pretty quickly. Surprisingly, this one's done me quite well. To be honest, that just shows that my standards have gone down for it so much because it's literally been about five months. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably considered well for an Astro at the moment. Yeah, well, the only controller I've found that has lasted more than a year, and I don't even play as, like that much. You know, I, I may play 15 hours a week, 20 hours or yeah. more when a new season comes out, but the PlayStation controllers are built to last. So that might be, I've heard yeah. the PS5 Scuff is one of the, the better ones, although it's like yeah. $250. So, yeah. Damn. I mean, I, I don't mind spending money on it as long as I know that I'm getting good quality. Like, one of the top control players is using what you just mentioned right now, Cam from NA. I'm okay. pretty sure he's using one of the scuff uh, PS5 ones, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Coop was the one that recommended it to me. 
He said yeah. that's what he uses as well. So I, it makes sense. PlayStation seems to be more durable. And then also the scuff controllers give you all those little competitive advantages like the trigger stops, the paddles, and the yeah, upgrades, sure. which is nice. Um, yeah, we got sidetracked, though. All right, back to PlayStation Cups. Yeah. You're feeling good? It's two rounds, three rounds? I don't even know. Two rounds. It's going to be today's Wednesday, so tomorrow and Friday. Over the next two days, there's going to be qualifiers in each region, top 50 and uh, both times leveling up to 100 which is going to take place on sunday finals which will overlap the crazy cup but it's oh. worth it it's a lot better prize for than crazy cup and it's solo so i don't need to rely on anybody if i milk then just blame it on myself so. <laughs> do you prefer solos say you had a teammate right like, let's throw that one out the window yeah. if you had a teammate you prefer solos it's very hard for me to find a teammate that i do like uh and one that likes me probably but um at the moment, I'd say I like solos. If I had that teammate, though, I duos probably would be around the same level, but still just not as good as solos. I don't know. There's something about it. I just like... I like having to rely on myself and nobody else because if I do something stupid, there's no one to blame. I just blame myself. And then if I do something good, then obviously, pat on the back. Okay. I can understand that. And I think that's a a smart mentality to have when looking at the game as someone that watches it and analyzes it. I hate solos. It's yeah. <laughs> I can understand why. I mean, I'm by no means is it not the most RNG because it definitely is like in terms of most things, for example, if you're in, if you're in duos, right, then one of you gets beamed, one can hold the wall while she heal. And then in solos, if you get beamed and crack your shield and you don't have chugs to get back up instantly, then you just got someone pressing your walls constantly and you have no time to get it off and you need to get some damage back before they back off. And if it's a good player, then they're not going to let you get that damage off easily, you know? It's just going to be a constant struggle. That's one of the biggest uh, things that are that people would consider RNG in solos. Yeah, I think it's also a lot of fuckery, if I'm going to... Yeah be straightforward mm -hmm. is you have all these friends and friend groups that decide here's where we're gonna land and obviously yeah. they're never going to be straight out and say that this is what happens and even if yeah. it's not like i talk to you we're gonna land at this spot there there's that unspoken communication where things happen or even just sitting in a discord call like we just saw with volks and him mm -hmm. getting banned, which is now going to lead to him missing the Invitational. Don't yeah. necessarily think the punishment is... Is that confirmed? That he's missing Invitational? Uh, that's, he posted today. So he said oh, he's been banned yeah. for two weeks, which means a 2FNCS ban, which includes the Invitational. I'm, that is unfortunate, yeah. Yeah, not a fan of that. I think that is way too harsh. Uh, yeah. I, I can see a ban happening because... Like, what he did was teaming, which is cheating and against the rules. But at the yeah. same time, come on, man. Like, yeah. let, let the dude play. We'll see yeah, for sure. um, if anything changes. But my whole point is there's a lot of fuckery that goes around in solos. And we've seen it. I mean, Giannis and I believe it was Taysen when they were playing. Yeah, at, sucks. Yeah. yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. And there's been Booga and Avery clips where they were splitting uh, Misty Meadows and mm -hmm. there's just so many things that happen where it's like, yeah. okay, this isn't blatantly cheating, but yeah. it's also a little shady. So I just, is, yeah. I, I think avoiding solos kind of takes that away. 
Um, or at least makes it harder because in team modes, it's harder to fully collude yeah. with people. Yeah, we've still seen it, though, but it's not as easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the bigger have... POIs, it's easy to do. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. And, and I think if there's a reward, people will be tempted to do things to help themselves, which only makes sense. Um, up until recently, being unconned off spawn was a huge key to success. Now, with the surge changes, it almost seems that being conned is somewhat helpful if it's not yeah. a full grief off spawn. But long term, uh, I think we'll start to see more contested teams do well with the new surge changes because it's that much more important. And now we don't have red dot sites, so we'll see how yeah. this plays out. Uh, mm -hmm. A little tangent there. Sorry about that. Um, going back to the divisional cups and your thoughts on them. If this was, say, the FNCS format, because we're not getting one. They said in that blog post there's no FNCS. Um, say this is the new standard for the FNCS format. How would you feel about that if we got, I don't know, three, four of these next year? Um, I think with a few tweaks, it could definitely be better than anything we've ever had before. But I think with the, um, I think at the moment, how it is, it's giving me kind of, uh, chapter three, season one vibes where there was just two weeks, only, um, 72 teams made heat. So there was a lot of tier one teams and like really good expected teams just left out because it was all on two weeks, you know? So right now it's giving me those vibes because there's only the top 200 from the first week. And then if if you try to pick it up from there, it's a lot harder than if it was, you know, like I said, like top 50 or something like that. I think if they upgraded it to top 50, top 60 or something like that, then it would definitely be viable. Yeah, I, I like the format too. And just like you mentioned, I think there could be some tweaks. Yeah, and also with like demotions, I think that'd be worth it as well. So you bring up the top 60 and then maybe kick out the top or the bottom 60, something like that. Yeah, well, the one thing that I do like about teams not getting demoted, or I think there should be more teams uh, promoted than demoted. Than demoted, yeah. Um, because then it expands the, the pool of players, and it makes it not more competitive, but less of the same thing over and over again. Because yeah. at some point, those 200 duo lobbies will start to feel repetitive if we're doing this over seven weeks. So adding yeah. more players to the mix, more different engagements, I think will keep it a little fresher for people. They may not like that because they may not yeah. get their drop on conned every time, but I feel like that would be helpful. On the get-go, 200 is definitely not a good number in my opinion because the queue time is going to be unbelievable. Um, but assuming that... I'm right in saying that it's over a three-hour period, right? It's just like the normal tournaments. There's um, 200 people. I don't know teams. that they've said exactly what it is, but I would assume we're going to see assume, yeah. either three hours, six games, or three hours, ten games, which is typically yeah. what we see. Uh, if they just had it on, like, randomized set lobbies, I think that would be really cool. Um, like, those 200 teams are jumbled up every single lobby, you know what I mean? Hmm. So then no one knows what to expect. Like, you can't just go there thinking that you're going to be uncon every time. You also always got to have your guard up, you know? Because if it was the ten games, then we're going to be seeing... 10 minute queues and stuff that would be interesting like right when you queue up you know three o'clock comes around you queue up yeah then you're put into a random set lobby there's four of them that run at a time 
and yeah. they play against each other for their six or ten games, probably six if we're doing set lobbies. That would be really interesting, huh? Yeah. Hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, I think that the skill level of that would still be decent as well because top 200 uh, within EU specific, yeah, I know that it's that used to be the old amount of people who made heats. So the skill level would definitely still be good. Yeah, I think the the one tough thing is how big of a a piece that this placement cup is. Um, yeah. Because if you can't place in that top 200 right away, it yeah. just gets very difficult to reach one of those i think it's top 30 or so advance or 40 i need to look exactly what it is it's changed by region to uh it might be top 10 in some regions and that's going to be difficult to do although you know if you're a top tier team you should be able to separate yourself from the pack in not not the bottom 1000 players but like the mid 1000 players um and then we'll see how it translates so i don't know where i was going with that anyway the the queue times will get better as more and more teams join that that top 200 and then week seven will be interesting because now i want to look how many teams actually are um by week seven it will be 480 i think yeah okay so yeah it, it more than doubles by the yeah. time we finish this, which I don't know, do you think that's a good or a bad thing? Uh, what the the amount that it increases? Not the amount, but that the last round, quote unquote, is doubled to determine who gets to enter the set lobbies in order to make money. I, I think still so good because um. Anything that alleviates the queue times, I think, is definitely good. Um, within EVE, top 500 is still, like... You'll find, obviously, the skill gap between, like, 480th and first place. There's still, obviously, a lot there. But you're still not going to... You're not going to be able to run through anyone. There's not going to be any total bad players there. They're going to have a certain type of skill level that you'll still have to take your time in fights. Still have to use your brain and all of that stuff. Yeah, especially in EU, it seems that... Yeah. One, you guys have like double the players of any other region, and two, mm-hmm. that just makes everyone be a little bit better than your average player in other regions. I yeah, for sure. I get keyed all the time by some mm-hmm. random no name kid on EU and just absolutely shits on me. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, that might not happen. I at least had a fighting chance in NA East, unless it's like a a pro player. But yeah, in EU, you get some random crackhead. And they're just the best yeah, player they've ever seen. Yeah, they're all just ping, and they're just keyboard, and they're just <laughs> building everywhere, mate. Oh, man. All right. Um, now, the other thing that's happening this season is the FNCS Invitational. That is the largest tournament that we've had since the World Cup, at yeah. least Fortnite-sanctioned one. We... Pretty much know everyone that's going to be there, although uh, one of the Middle East players looks like he's not going to be able to make it, and now recently Volks is also not going to be there, so most of the players are set in stone. Now looking at that, you as someone that plays the game, when you see these big tournaments come out, like what are your initial thoughts? How do you feel about the Invitational? Are you going? Um, let me um, no, going I'm, I'm not going to the Invitational. So obviously, I mean, it probably overlapped my school, but that, that's not uh, the only reason, even if it was in a holiday. 
I just wouldn't go if I wasn't playing. Um, because the I guess the atmosphere is cool and all, but I don't think it's worth the price when I could just watch it online, to be honest. Okay. But it's still really interesting to me. I'll definitely watch the whole thing. Now, for you... I do, I do watch all set lobbies that I don't make on the EU. Uh, you can learn a lot, you know. Or even when you're not playing, I try and make the most of it. Like I'm not sitting there playing arena once uh, as a set lobby going on that I'm not in. Do you have a, a favorite player you like to watch to learn stuff from? Um, to learn stuff from, I like watching within the EU, Mustach and Malibuka, uh, and just. All the top players I see, like how I place videos, I like to see their different play styles. So like Queasy, Malibu, Commerce, that's Tayson. And then to be honest, I don't watch too much NA because um, I feel like the play styles are so different from e- uh, EU. I think I could learn a lot more from watching a top EU player. But one person I do like to watch just for the entertainment purposes is Kanada. He's he's good and he's, he's just funny to watch. He goes around <laughs> WK and everyone. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, also... You're not going to be playing in the NA lobbies, so unless you yeah. pick up something that is wildly different that nobody else is doing, which is probably not the case. If someone's yeah. doing it on NA, they're probably doing it on an EU too. For sure. It only makes sense for you to watch the players you're going to be potentially going up against and yeah. learn from them, try and find weaknesses and help yourself get better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I watch... I will watch the NA players if they've called to an EU cash cut because I think that's like I think that's pretty skillful to do. Um, obviously vice versa as well, but especially for them because they're on like I mean the same ping as us, but obviously on a harder region. So they're like ninety ping going up against EU. And I've seen a few of them have been qualifying and doing pretty well on them recently. Iomzo has qualified to a few EU cash cups this season, so I've watched his videos on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like during the summer we got a few more. Uh... It was also on a Saturday, so EU to NA um, or NA to yeah. EU players, where normally you get a bunch of EU players on NA uh, set lobbies. Yeah. But during the summer, I guess everyone doesn't need to worry about school and things like that, so they have more time yeah. to play, wake up, and actually do stuff. Um, now back to the Invitational, though. You obviously from EU, so there's going to be biases there. Have you thought about? Who is like a favorite in your mind? Have you thought about something that's going to be the difference or like a, a winning moment, anything like that? I don't think that the maps are set in stone, and I don't think. Uh, and then the second reason is I don't. I haven't had enough time to explore the new map to know who's got the best POIs, Amicon, and all of that. I'm pretty sure Reason and Aqua are going to con- Condo, which is considered to be the best or one of the best POIs at the moment. And if they're uncontested or contested by no offense like are we a weaker region team like maybe a middle east team or something like that then i think that out of the 12 games it's going to be a close to a clean wipe like 10 to at least so um i think that they'll have a good chance as long as they're not contested by anyone good and then probably second favorites uh probably an eu team again maybe vino and queasy they're really good okay yeah i, I i'm a big i like how queasy plays the game i think he's yeah. innovative as an igl and um from all my EU buddies, especially Levin, who I just had on, big yeah. fan of Vino. Um, calls him the best fragger in the game, maybe the best player. I, he is. I think he's, yeah, no, that, that's exactly what I say. I think, well, it is between him and Tayson, but I think at the moment Vino is the best player in the world because have you seen Kinch Analytics' video of the recent EU clans thing? Uh, I've seen pieces of it. I haven't watched it all. Veno got um, his damage output ratio to like, uh, to putting out damage to taking it back was like right. 
Mm. So that's unbelievable. And then the second most best in the lobby was like 1.3. He's just Jeez. miles ahead of the game. Okay. Yeah. That's like unknown back in unknown yeah. squad uh, days back when he was mm-hmm. keying everybody level of damage. Interesting, interesting. I might have to go back and watch that. Kench yeah, puts out some good content. Yeah. Um. Okay, and if there's not... I, I'm with you. I think the EU teams will perform the best out of anyone. I mean, also statistically, there's more of them, so therefore yeah. they, they should be performing better than anyone. Out of the uh, other regions, is there anyone that stands out to you that you think has a shot, shot to win it all? I've always been a big fan of Epic World, but like I haven't been... I was a bit skeptical if he still had it, though, but he's, he's proved it really well with Malibuka at the Saudi Arabia land. I think he's uh, we've got to keep an eye on him, but if he's contested, then it's just unfortunate to go next if he's contested by any good players. But um, he's definitely one that I'd see doing well. And then anyone else, I'd probably say um, Centered and Cold, yeah. They're, they're pretty good. Okay. Uh, Centered and Cold have been one of my favorites I've always enjoyed watching Scented over the past probably year and a half um, yeah. because their play style seems to be, especially in trios, I mean, in duos, he's kind of developed it now to fit the duo meta, but they were innovative and explored things that a lot of players didn't simply play, which is fun to watch, and I enjoy it um, because everyone at a certain point seems to just play the game and play based on whatever is in front of them. Whereas there's certain players, like a Queezy is another good example, or like a Malibuken Mustache, like they are trying to set things up and develop the lobby to be what they want it to be, as opposed to just like being in the lobby, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but that that's okay. So Scented Cold, Epic Whale, and then uh, you said Rezon. And then who's Reason and Aqua, yeah. Reason and Aqua. Condo. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, sensitive and cold, I mean, and that this goes for every single person that I've named. It depends on the last one situation, of course. That's yeah. a big part of the game. Could be wiped out early. So. Well, there's also going to be some massive egos because we're talking about the best sure. players from like every region. So everyone's probably like, nah, this is my spot. I'm the best. And then Mm -hmm. the person contesting them is literally thinking the same thing. And most of these people that have qualified have been able to get their own drop spot for the past, however many seasons. I mean, there's very few that have kind of had to figure things out. Um, Although in EU, you guys seem to go a little wild with the off spawn stuff, which is fun to watch. Yeah. It's fun to watch, but if you're in the situation, it's definitely not fun to play in. To just be contested, having far zones because you're storm fighting and stuff. So it's awkward. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I mean, and nor do I, in a perfect world, everyone could be uncontested and just kind of play out the yeah. mid to end game. Um, although you do want some of that action, something interesting, right? When the For game sure. starts. Sure, it wouldn't work with viewer base. And also the servers would not be able to handle it all 100 people going to survive their off spawn and then we're just waiting for the lag fest to happen and someone's going to get beamed and that's going to teleport in your box that's <laughs> how it's going to go so might yeah. as well have the off spawn fights instead all right cool cool I'm, I'm looking forward to it it's going to be a fun event and uh i'm sure everyone has been waiting for something like this just like i have now back to you what outside of the game i've seen you've been putting out some content uh streaming a little bit 
some YouTube videos? Like, what is your goal with the content and other pieces of the game? Is there, do you want uh, to become a content creator or is it just something you feel like you have to do? Um, okay, before like, uh, because you know that people have got, um, people have got banned for like wages and stuff like that, right? Yes. And before in the past, Epic was a lot more, like, they were less tolerant of it. Like, anyone could play them without getting banned. And now they've started hammer down on it. And you see a lot more pros deciding not to do it. So, um, before in very early 2020, I used to do them. And that's where I built most of my brand off of having my face come and people like my personality whilst I was playing wages. And I was like, like one of the wager kings of EU, if you want to call it. And my record was like 400 to 30 or something like that. So I was okay. winning a lot of them. And um, then my viewers started spiking up. And during wager times, I was uh, I was averaging like 150 viewers, which is pretty good in my opinion. So, um, and then I won a cash cup. So then it just zoomed up even more. And then uh, then they banned wagers. So then my Twitch got a bit to a downfall. And uh, I still stream some tournaments in the higher rounds because that's where you get most of your viewers. In opens, still get like 30 or something like that. I streamed when I qualified to FNCS finals at the start of this year. Still got like 1K, but outside of events, I don't stream as much anymore because um, I mean, you can't do wages anyways on Twitch now as well. They're starting to ban it, you know? You've seen the recent, within like the last two days, if that counts as gambling, which I'm pretty sure it does. But then as far as YouTube content goes, I make them to entertain and, and to grow my brand, but also for myself because I like to look back at my videos sometimes. It's just... Uh, not just now, but in the future, like when I've quit the game, gotten job or whatever, I think it'll be good to look back at. Like, whatever. That's a, a cool way to look at it. I'm not sure I've heard anyone say that, and it's essentially a catalog of your life and some yeah. of the success. I've got a lot of videos. I've got a lot of videos all the way dating back to like probably me being a squeaker on Black Ops Three in like 2015, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh man, that's cool. Cool to hear. Um, do you? What else do you like to do outside of gaming? I know you said you're in school. You have any hobbies or things you enjoy? Um, yeah, I, I go to college three days a week, but um, in my spare time, sometimes I play football. Um, that's the main thing, just football and Fortnite, to be honest. And then I go to school, and then uh, yeah, that that's it, to be honest. There's not Who's your team? What, what team? I, I play it, I, and this a lot of people would not agree with what I say or aren't like me in this sense. But I play it. I don't really. I don't really support any teams. I'll watch the, like in in England we have the, obviously we have the Premier League and then we have on Sky News they up, upload on YouTube the highlights of each game. So they summarize the whole ninety minutes into like five minutes. So I'll just watch the highlights okay. instead. A lot more less time consuming. If I was sitting there just watching all ninety minute games straight, then I think I'd not have enough time to focus on what I actually need to do, like maybe schoolwork or scrims or playing football myself stuff like that gotcha gotcha makes sense um in the eu uh in the uk i should say is college the same as it is in no. the us no you guys call do you know what university is or what yeah so so it's college then university right for you for, you guys call college what we call university as far as i'm aware how far how old are you supposed to be at what you call college so college is after high school so you at 18, you'll finish like school yeah. and then you go. You're pick at college. In England, you're at college from 16, I joined, and I'm going to be leaving when I'm 18. And then okay. it's university. So, yeah. 
your gotcha. college is our university basically yeah gotcha that makes sense okay um do you know what you want to do is it gaming is that gonna be um, what you try after and do this year this is my second year of college so after this year i'm not sure what i'm gonna do obviously this is this like my dream job so if i can manage to take this to the next level then i would definitely pursue it but um if it's not looking realistic then we'll see what we'll see where stuff takes me i have no idea what i'm gonna do next but yeah don't need to think about it right now i think i've got a little bit of time yeah you're too young anyway to figure it out i, I changed my career and did this when i was like 23 years old so i went to college didn't use that degree well university i i should say yeah didn't use that degree went got a job for five years and now i'm playing video games so it's an interesting uh path and mm-hmm. by no means do you have to have it figured out by the time you're any age so now that's really all i got for you man i appreciate you you joining and um i got a couple of questions to close out for you First yeah. of all, um, what is your favorite Fortnite skin? What is my favorite Fortnite skin? Uh, my main skin, you know, I haven't been using it as often recently, but Recon Specialist. It's a simple skin. Do you know okay. it? Um, I'm sure. It's the one Mota and Lechi mean as well. Is that like the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gray I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. All right. And then where does the name Vortexia come from? Um, so I've had a lot of names throughout the years, starting off from like XX Hypers Aguero. Aguero is a football player, and then it went to Gun Gamer, and then from when I was young, and then I changed it to uh, I was playing Minecraft with my friend on PC, uh, when I was younger, and I was like, Bro, I need a new name. Can we brainstorm some ideas for me? And we were just we were playing as we were doing that, we weren't just sitting down to doing that, we were playing, and then. Um, I was jumping through something called the Vortex Jump on some server. So I jumped through it and I saw the sign saying Vortex Jump. I was like, oh, that's cool name, Vortex. And then I stuck with that for a bit. And then I soon realized that if you typed in Vortex on YouTube, I was nowhere near big enough to be the first <laughs> search, you know, because yeah. obviously all of these space things and that. So then um, I got my custom URL for YouTube. Once you get 100 subscribers, like youtube.com slash, and then that's your URL. So I made that Vortexia, and I was like, I'm not first search anyways. Let's just stick to that name, Vortexia. So. Okay, nice, nice. I like that. So solid name. There's a lot of, there's like Vortexer or Vortex RR. And there's and... four of us. Four oh of us. Yeah, there's Vortexia is me, and then there's the OC guy, Vortex M, and there's two more Vortexes and E. There's the actual Vortex, and then there's Vortexes. They're both going invitational. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Cool. And lastly, uh, where can people find you? What are you going to be up to? Give yourself a shout. Um, every single one of my socials is just Vortexia with two A's, V-O-R-T-E-X-I-A-A. Apart from YouTube, it's just with one A. All right, cool. Hey, make sure to go check them out. Puts out some tournament highlights. We'll occasionally throw the stream on, and uh, you can find him playing some video games, trying to uh, – dominate those playstation cups or hopefully some more cups in the future so thank you very much for joining me man uh, great conversation i appreciate you uh taking the time no problem thanks for having me you're welcome and if any of you guys at home have any complaints or you want to tell me we did awesome you have questions you would like to be a guest go ahead shoot me a dm on twitter it's somebody's gun or you can comment down below if you're watching on youtube thank you guys so much for watching we will see you next time peace